In this show, we talk about individual experience and personal identity, and there may be times when we use identifying words and phrases that seem strange or unfamiliar. But please, listen with an open heart and an open mind. Welcome back, everybody, to the third ever episode of Coming Out Stories. I'm Joey, and I'm joined by Nat. How's it going, Nat? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited for this episode. We met at a event at a bar, and we bumped into each other, and I noticed your shirt. Uh, your shirt said, they, them. Could you go, let's start with that, I guess, if you want to go into a little bit about the shirt that the shirt. caught my attention, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, um, so I use they, them pronouns because I'm non-binary, and I had actually just gotten the shirt in, and um, I'm still, like, a little bit newer to being out as non-binary, but I was like, you know what, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Okay, so I was like, fuck it, it's pride, I'm wearing the they, them shirt, and... um, and I don't know, it's just like, it's nice because it's like, you don't know what a non-binary person like looks like. There's no like traditional way to look non-binary. Right. So it's, I was like, oh, like this is a fun shirt. So that like, if people somehow manage to fuck up my pronouns, I know it's on purpose and not to talk to them anymore. Right. So <laughs> you're relatively new to coming out as non-binary. Mm-hmm. What does non-binary mean to you? So um, the like, there are like the binary genders, which is like man or woman or like male or female however you want to word it um so for me uh, when i say i'm non-binary i mean that i my gender does not fit into either of the binary genders so if you look at gender as a spectrum i'm kind of like floating around somewhere in the middle of man and woman um some people also see gender as like it's not just a spectrum but it's like almost like a whole galaxy of like different things some people see themselves like totally separated from gender altogether um for me i'm just kind of i feel like i'm just kind of like floating in the middle of like the masculine and feminine when did you start to really first feel that you didn't kind of fit into one of the or the other i guess well like i can remember like not fitting in like honestly my entire life I had, like, very few friends growing up, which, like, sounds, like, super sad, but, like, it was fine. Um, But, so I was assigned female at birth, and I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. I had, like, a solid group of friends in high school, but then as I went off to college and I was the only one in my friend group to, like, leave the, leave our hometown for college... And I was kind of able to start, like, discovering more of who I was, like, outside of the people I grew up with. And then I would, like, go back to hang out with my high school friends on, like, breaks from school and realize that I, like, didn't really fit in with them quite as well. And it wasn't until, like, my junior year of college in a gender studies class when the word non-binary was even, like, brought up in my life. That was the first time that I had, like, heard about the word and... Like, that was when I was like, oh, my God, like, there actually are things outside of, like, manhood and womanhood. Holy shit, my whole life makes sense. <laughs> like, it all makes sense now. What age were you about that time? Uh, I was probably, like, 19 or 20. Okay. And then that's kind of when you started to really, like, feel like there was that description that fit, right? Yeah. And I even after I had, like, heard the word, I still was kind of like oh, like, I'm a non-binary woman. Like, I thought that it was, like, I saw gender as, like, a spectrum, but, like, there was, like, a midpoint where, like, if you were anywhere, like, to the left of center, you were a woman, and if you were to the right of center, you're a man. But that's, like, totally not how gender works. Um, 
so it definitely took me a lot of time to sort of figure out how gender makes sense to me. Yeah, like I would say like when I was like 19 or 20 was probably when I first started to like even realize that there was that there were more than just manhood and womanhood and started to question that about myself. And I'm like still kind of exploring all of it too. And how old are you now? 24. 24. So it's been a few years to yeah. kind of get it. It's probably something that people tend to either not want to understand or can't understand is that do you run into that a lot or so fucking much because <laughs> the thing is it's like i'm out pretty publicly now mm-hmm. but like being out so publicly is like within the last few months because it's something that mainstream society does not really talk about non-binary gender very often at all so a lot of people are like i've never heard of it before therefore it doesn't exist therefore your gender's bullshit or it's I've heard of it and like you just like want to be special and like you're just doing this to seek attention sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, like if I wanted attention, I would want positive attention. So like hop off my proverbial dick, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. How do people like react to you when you first started telling them that you were non-binary well like the first couple of people that i told were people that i already knew like loved me and accepted me no matter what because i like the like first time i came out i came out as a bisexual woman and then i was like wait like i don't know if bisexual quite fits maybe it's closer to pan maybe i'm just like gay in a question mark like i'm not (laughs) sure um but like so the first couple people i came out to they were extremely supportive and wonderful um because they were my best friends and they already knew that queerness was a part of my life and they wanted to support me they supported my sexuality so of course they would support my gender identity too and i'm very thankful that i have those people in my life but then coming out to my immediate family was like it's been sort of like an ongoing struggle of like you have to constantly like remind them like no like i don't go by my birth name anymore i go by nat or like hey like i'm not your daughter i'm your child like sort of thing right so there's always there's like very much a learning curve there man i can i've been told like not to say that you you get defensive or anything but i've been told that i i get defensive about my sexuality every so often Mm -hmm. and so i couldn't i'm just thinking about having to go through that and it's something that you've made very clear and still yeah. not having people follow through yeah. must be annoying, I think. Yeah, to say the least. Because it's like, I'm very much, like, I'm obviously, like, very, I try to be very forgiving of people. Because it's like, if you don't know that I'm non-binary and you, like, see me walking down the street with my girlfriend, it looks like we're just a lesbian couple. And, like, that's fine. Because, again, like, non-binary gender is not something that society as a whole really knows a lot about um so it's like i always forgive ignorance but it's when like i explain and people continue to like not put forth an effort that like i get a little a lot annoyed (laughs) um because i don't know it's, it's one of those things that it's like i'm totally aware that like my identity is extremely complex and it doesn't really make sense to people especially people who are just completely cisgender and heterosexual and have never been really exposed to queerness at all so like i under like i don't i never expect anybody to understand right off the bat 
But like, I do expect people to respect me and respect my identity and respect my pronouns because you don't have to be a PhD in gender studies to be like, oh, this person uses they them pronouns and they want to be called a person and not a woman. I don't get it, but it costs like zero dollars to just be respectful of that. Right. Right. I think that now in society, we're we're getting to this point where it's something that's becoming more heard about, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're definitely really. making progress. Right. Where was that starting point for you? I know you said the gender studies class. You talked about the left and the right, and it just kind of merged together for you that it was just there wasn't one for you mm-hmm. on that on the, that spectrum. Where was that turning point like? Where in society did you like see something and realize that it was easier? Because I know that there are people who are coming out as non-binary and in that like finding for me somebody to like kind of follow almost or just kind of mm-hmm. look up to. Where was that? Was that even a thing for you? That was a re- really weird roundabout way to ask. Questions. No, I think I understand what you were asking, though. <laughs> There was a person who was in one of my queer literature classes. I won't say their name because I don't know if they would be like comfortable with their name being said. But like we became good friends through that. And they were sort of like the first non-binary person that I had met. And in sort of talking with them about their experience with gender and realizing how much like I really related to their experience with gender, I was like oh my god, like, non-binary, it's like, it's not just a thing that I hear about in gender studies classes, there are actually, like, non-binary people all around me who are living, like, happy lives and, like, going to school and, like, working. And It's a real thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> like, non-binary people just, like, exist and live life and have friends and do things that make them happy. So, like, talking with that person was really amazing for me to sort of take those initial steps into understanding myself and, like, knowing that there are other non-binary people like in my immediate community was really amazing and that really meant a lot. And then for me also uh, going from performing into performing drag was a huge sort of like light bulb moment for me when I started to really connect with like the more masculine side of myself. So like, I guess a little bit of like background there. When I was three years old, my mom put me into dance classes because I was like too hyperactive and she was like, take your energy, do something productive with it. I can't deal with you anymore. (laughs) So like I stuck with it. I loved it. I grew up dancing competitively. I danced from age three, like all the way through college. And then like after I graduated, I taught dance classes. So like performance has always been this huge part of my life. But growing up in dance, especially competitive dance, like if you are assigned female at birth, your entire like extracurricular career with competitive dance is extremely hyper feminine. Like there's really not a lot of room for like exploring masculinity if you're assigned female and you were dancing competitively as a kid. Like, it's like, these are the girls, and everything is pink and purple and rhinestones and glitter and fake lashes, even though you're seven years old. (laughs) (laughs) It's been interesting having this, like, love of performance, this love of dance, and then sort of getting to revamp it as an adult in a way that I can keep doing the parts of it that I loved so much as a kid, but also do it in a way that's really validating to me and my identity both as a non-binary person and as a queer person. So that's been really amazing. And I would say that like starting to get into drag was also like really, really huge for me and being that like, oh wait, like there are masculine parts of me. And when I perform those masculine parts, like 
it's celebrated to the point that people want to like hand me dollar bills for it. (laughs) And it was just this like sort of like aha moment of like, you can be queer and you can be non-binary and you can continue to do what you love. And there's so much positivity that comes out of it. Man, you answered every question that when you started that, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask them this. I'm going to ask them. (laughs) And you just hit every nail on the head for me that in the last episode, we talked about being taught a certain thing Mm -hmm. and you're learning, you know, how to be in one case, a man or another case, a woman, but nobody really teaches you how to be in between or be both. It's impressive. Like to just have you go through that process and say that this is where I started and this is where I kind of hit my aha moment and this is where I'm at now. When you're talking about your drag and bringing out that masculine side of you, could you go in, like, could you tell us a little bit more about what kind of things you do that that help bring that out? So I'm not positive uh, with your listeners how, I guess, familiar they are with drag in general, but specifically drag kings. I know that drag kings, a lot of people, like, there are people who, like, adore drag queens but have never heard of drag kings before. So uh, so we have, like, drag queens, which is a performance of just, like, hyper-femininity. Um, drag kings are the opposite. It also can get a little tricky because some people differentiate between like hyper kings and drag kings and like hyper queens and drag queens. And that just depends on like if you are a woman in real life and you're also performing drag as a woman, then you're a hyper queen. Same with kings and the reverse for drag kings and queens. So honestly, like even figuring out sort of my space in the drag world has been a little confusing because some people see like a drag king specifically as like a woman who performs as a man but like drag is so much more complex than that and that is an entirely different conversation yeah so when i do drag i i perform as a king but i also perform gender fuck drag so when i'm performing as a king i use makeup to like contour my face to make it look more angular and a little more square i draw on thicker eyebrows so like cisgendered men have these you probably like don't even realize it but like they're almost like these veins that go from like the archier eyebrows to um, each corner of your hairline and that's like this like male contouring that I do and it, like it it almost makes you look like a little alien for a second but like that's how you know you're doing it right and you'll be able to see it from stage and then you also like draw on the facial hair and I also I like to give myself a butt chin so like my drag persona is Dickie Rebellion I ended up with Dickie it was like a joke that like has gone on for over a year now <laughs> um, but so when I turn into Dickie I, you know, I try to sculpt my face into something that looks like a more masculine bone structure, do the thicker eyebrows, I draw on facial hair. Depending on my mood, I also, so when I like shave the sides of my head, I'll like save the hair and then like glue the hair onto my face to make like sideburns or a mustache. Um, I don't do that so much during the summer because it's just like sweat (laughs) and like your own hair glued to your face don't mix. (laughs) But, um, but like there's that and then like you tape the boobs under the armpits and you get the packer, you shove it in your pants. And if you want to get super fancy with it, you can even like contour your torso to like make your like, I guess like muscle lines look a bit more masculine as well. And like I even have like fake nipples that I glue on. It's actually super ridiculous. So like 
with like Missouri, it's like blue laws because I was assigned female at birth. Like nobody's allowed to see my like my body's nipples in public, so I have to like tape down my nipples to cover them up. But then I'm allowed to glue on fake nipples, and you can see those. <sighs> You're allowed to see my nipples as long as they're not they're normally not connected to my body. Your your nipples, <laughs> right? I purchased these, sir. Please, right? Don't like I I bought these online and waited three months for them to come in, so like you can see them. But, Even like, though I was born with nipples, right? You can't. Yeah. Okay. It's a whole thing. But, like there's like all of this. Like, just sort of, like, would it be masculization or masculinization? Whatever that word is. Making myself more masculine in appearance to perform drag is sticky. And, like, you know, you do a good job with drag king stuff when gay men hit on you when you're in drag. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I did it right. I don't know what I did with my makeup, but, like, this gay man is hitting on me, so I know that I did my makeup on today. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, except for the nipple part. Yeah. Like that's kind of that's kind of a little ridiculous, but I Missouri's a weird state from Missouri's, right? a, yeah. Missouri's a weird place. Yeah. Like you still have a, a relationship with your family, I take it. Mm-hmm. Has it got gotten better from one point like of coming out until to now, or is it still kind of Oh my god. So <laughs> My relationship with my family has been a complete and utter fucking roller coaster. So, like, my... (laughs) It's like, first of all, I adore my family. They are very loving. They are very much like, we love you no matter what. We just want you to be happy. But there are still those, like... There's, like, the internalized transphobia almost. And there are, like, the little, like, microaggressions that come out. When I, like, first came out as bisexual... I was in a relationship with a man for like two and a half years. And like shortly before I had started dating this man, I had like come out to my parents as bi. Um, When I came out to my father, it was like the most amazing experience ever because I was like, hey dad, so can I ask you something? He was like, yeah, what's up? And I was like, so like if the next person I date and bring home like is a woman, like what would you say? He was like, why would I say anything? And I was like, I was like, I I was like, oh, like I guess I'm like a little gay. Like I was just like (laughs) curious. And he kind of looked at me and he was just like, he was like, you know what? Like he was like, I don't care who you date. Like that's he was like, you're an adult, you can date whoever you want. Like, as long as you're happy and as long as whoever you date is good to you, that's all I care about. And that was the end of the fucking conversation. And it was wonderful. My mother, on the other hand, had a lot of questions. It was like, but you've always dated boys, but I thought you liked boys, but you're always so girly growing up. And it's like, yeah, like, growing up in a Catholic school for 12 years will do that to you. And then when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, she would do like sexuality check-ins every few months and she'd be like are you still like whatever and i'd be like yes mom i'm still queer (laughs) still queer like (laughs) the gender of the person you date doesn't have anything to do with your identity those are two different things right and like now that i'm dating a woman (laughs) she i think just kind of wants to see me as a lesbian because it like simplifies things right which like i understand to a certain extent and then i've also like come out to my entire family as non-binary like five or six times now but like they'll still call me sissy and they'll still call me by my dead name and they still use feminine pronouns and it's like okay like i should not have to tell you this many times can we go back just a hair yeah of course you said dead name yeah 
Okay, so dead name is, um, some people call it a dead name, some people call it a birth name. It's basically whatever your parents named you. Um, but when you go through any sort of transition, whether you are non-binary or whether you're a binary trans person and you choose to go by a name that more accurately reflects your gender, whatever name you were given at birth um, is then your dead name. So you talked a little bit previously about the transphobia is that something that was an automatic when you say you're non-binary they kind of went well they want to be a boy or yeah that's kind of how it happens yeah so like i i came out to my parents as a drag king before i came out to them as non-binary so like my parents they had like come well no i had gone to cincinnati to visit them and i was like i was like oh guys by the way like i'm performing again i'm really excited I'm like tap dancing again because they knew that tap was always my favorite. They always loved to see me tap and they missed seeing me dance. And I was like, so if you ever come to St. Louis, you can like see me perform. They were like, oh my God, that's awesome. And I was like, but also like I perform as a man. (laughs) (laughs) And my mom was like, I don't get it. And my dad immediately was like, holy shit, you need to do Bowie. (laughs) Like my dad was just immediately like on board. You need to tap dance as David Bowie. (laughs) And my mom was like, but, like, why would you dress up as a man? I was like, because I want to. And then, like, a couple months later, when I had come back for the holidays, my mom and I were talking again. And I was like, so are you still, like, doing that drag stuff? And I was like, yeah, like, it's going super well. I absolutely love it. Like, it's a lot of fun. I've met some of the most wonderful people I've ever met through drag. And my mom was like, so you perform as a man. She was like, do you also, like, want to be a man, like, in your normal life? And I was like, there's so many problems with how you asked that question. <laughs> but I like wasn't quite ready to come out as non-binary yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, like, no, like, I don't feel like I'm a man. But like, I was like, honestly, like, since we're talking about it. No, the first thing I said to her, I was like, are you asking me if I'm a trans man? <laughs> she was like, I don't know what that means, but I think so. And I was like, well, like no, I don't identify as a man, but, like, I also don't identify as a woman. And she was like, I don't get it. And I was like, that's okay, you don't have to. But, like, I was assigned female at birth. You all raised me as a girl, as a woman. But I don't feel like I'm totally a woman, but I also don't feel like I'm totally a man. I was like, so, Mom, I was like, I know this is really confusing, but basically I feel like I don't really have a gender. It feels really good to me when people use they them pronouns for me so they'll say like they ate dinner instead of she ate dinner and i was like and when people call me like a person or a human being instead of a girl or a woman like that's really validating to me and i like to go by that and she was like okay and she kind of stood there in silence for like 10 seconds like and i could see the wheels kind of turning and she was just like well what do you want for dinner and then like that was kind of like the end of the conversation and we had like a couple other conversations like that but like between everything I would still get the like, hey, sissy, hey, Natalie, what are what are you girls up to? Like sort of thing. Yeah. And it just kind of gets exhausting after a while because it's like, first of all, I am like a huge supporter of if you don't want to explain yourself to someone, you shouldn't have to. But like I, you know, I explain myself to my family because I want to be close to my family and I want them to know exactly who I am and I want to have a close relationship with them. So then when there's still not like an effort made to use the right pronouns, it's kind of hurtful. My mom and I actually like finally had like another conversation on the phone the other day and I felt like she had kind of a breakthrough and she was like, so I asked you this like six months ago but I'm not sure if things have changed. Like, are you trans? 
And I was like, well, like, if you go by the very base definition of trans, meaning that you are not the gender that you are assigned at birth, then yes, I am trans, but I'm not a binary trans person, and I don't feel like I would ever want to, like, go on hormones or pursue surgery or anything. I go by Nat because it feels gender neutral to me, and I go by they, them pronouns, and I like to just be called a person or, like, your child or my brother's sibling. My mom goes, oh... And then she was kind of like, well, I just sent you something in the mail and I accidentally wrote Natalie on the envelope. Please don't hate me. <laughs> and I felt like something like finally kind of it's clicked for a little bit. It's a little bit yeah, of an effort. Yeah, it's an effort. But, yeah. And it's like the fact that she was like aware. And it's like, on one hand, it's frustrating that we had to have so many conversations for her to get to that point. But also like the fact that she finally got to that point is like a huge fucking victory. Yeah. Because she went from, like, your bisexuality isn't valid because you're dating a man to, like, okay, I'm going to make an effort to, like, call you by the name that you want to be called. So it's improved. Yeah. Ever so slightly. Baby but, steps. But, yeah, that's – sometimes we've got to take what we can get, I guess. Yeah. And that's something, you know – your dad, has he been really understanding, like, from the get-go? Or is – because you talked about the – when you came out as bisexual to him. Mm-hmm. What did he feel like when you came out as non-binary? Or how did that go, I guess? Well, like, and my dad, I was, well, first of all, I was really nervous to come out to him as bisexual because he is, like, not one for having conversations about, like, anything remotely emotional. Um, So, like, I guess, like, I haven't had, like, I haven't, like, explicitly come out to him. I think I just kind of, like, assumed that my mom would tell him about mm-hmm. our conversation. when, But, like, just, like, occasionally if I'm, like, talking to him on the phone and he'd be like, oh, Mary, like, she's on the phone. I'll be like, they're on the phone. <laughs> and try to kind of, like, drop hints. And that was kind of how I started to come out to my dad, like, years ago. And I was coming out as bi as well. Because, so, like, my dad, like, worked construction his whole career. He's retired now. Like, working construction, like, being from, like, the suburbs of Cincinnati and, like, being around a lot of people who are from, like, more rural parts of town, too. Like, there are, like, certain parts of language that you're not really made aware are offensive. So my dad would always be like, yeah, like, I don't know why he was acting so fucking queer. And I think at one point my dad was like, yeah, like, they're, like he's just really queer. And I'd be like, yo, me too. <laughs> and I just kind of, like, kept doing that, hoping he would catch on but like, if he did, he didn't let on that he had caught on. Yeah. So I guess I've just been, like, kind of trying to, like, slowly, like, scoot that in there. It's like I've had so many conversations with my mother about it. I would think that she and my dad would have talked about it by now. So there's also the struggle, too, of, like, my parents live six hours away. My father is very hard of hearing, so it's hard to have phone conversations with him. We'll, like, talk on the phone, and it'll just be, like, him telling me stories for 45 minutes, which, like, I love, but it's, like, I don't always get a lot of talking in because he can't totally hear me well but i also don't want to like drive six hours home to be like yo dad uh i'm non-binary bye (laughs) good to see you right is there a piece that so uh, thinking he knows versus knowing he knows does that ever kind of you know weigh a little bit of what would kind of make you feel like he knows you better maybe yeah, like I know that it's definitely like something I need to do is like sit down and have that conversation with him. I've like I've honestly considered like texting him about it because I know that his like eyesight is better than his sense of hearing. 
but I also feel like that could be like a little impersonal. Yeah. But like my mom is still like fully able to hear. So like we've had those conversations over the phone. I think it would be like really nice just to kind of like know for sure that my whole family knows. And like my little brother has always been really supportive when I, he was the first like immediate family member that I came out to as queer. And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, yeah, I could have told you that. Yeah, I think that's how my brother reacted. Yeah. Because my younger brother was, I think, one of the first people. And I was like, hey, yeah, uh, this is me. And he was like, no, I, I know. I've, yeah. I've kind of always known. Yeah. And that makes it easy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's... Because if they're like, oh, yeah, I've, I've always known and haven't treated you differently since I figured it out, then it's like, oh, okay, well, like, I'm definitely safe with you. Yeah. Yeah. Is there spaces that you go to, speaking of, you know, safe spaces, like... When you're going places, because for me, when I got my first boyfriend, it was like kissing him in public or holding hands mm-hmm. in public. Are there places that you go to that kind of don't feel, and I'm, this is probably going to sound like a stupid question as I'm saying it, but you don't feel as safe going in a different way than if you were a cisgendered person? Like Because my guess is that when you go out, people refer to you as she. Or oh, yeah. You. How do you, how does that work for you? Or how do you handle those kind of situations? It's like kind of like a shitty reality, but like when you're a non-binary person, you, it's like step one is like figuring out that you're non-binary. Step two is coming out as non-binary. Step three is accepting the fact that you are going to be misgendered every single fucking day for the rest of your life. So it's like, there are places where like, just like normal everyday places. Like if I'm like going to the grocery store or like the post office or something like I like already know that I'm going to get mammed all over the fucking place. And it's like all experiences, like almost little bits of like gender euphoria where so that's like the opposite of dysphoria, but like, I'll feel like super good if I'm like, I like the winter a lot because I can wear like baggier clothes mm-hmm. and like sort of like hide like the subtle, I don't have a lot of curves, but like it, like it's obvious that like my body was assigned female, but like, when it's colder outside, I like getting to wear like men's sweatpants and like a men's flannel and like a beanie because I'll like go places during the winter and get called sir sometimes. And like that rocks. I was going to ask about that because to always be she, her, you know, that get misgendered that way to have it on the opposite spectrum. I was going to say, ask how it feels, but if it feels good, like, yeah, cause it's one of those things where it's like, well, like I don't, identify as a man either so it is like still like technically like misgendering but like it's just so refreshing to have people not think that i'm a woman the assumption isn't there right which is cool and that's like the best and like and the thing is like there are like very occasionally all like have run-ins with people who will be wonderful enough to like ask for my pronouns like i'll never forget i was at it was a hartford coffee and uh, the cashier there, I can't remember exactly how the conversation started, but the cashier was kind of like, hey, like, I'm sorry if I'm like overstepping at all, but like, have you heard about this like non-binary social group? And they just sort of like immediately clocked me as a fellow non-binary person. And I was like, holy shit, this has never happened before. Like, I don't know you, but we need to be best friends. Well, that's it's crazy because <laughs> you say they don't, you know, they right. don't look like anything in particular. Right. There's no specific... But I guess that there's some non-binary pheromone I was given <laughs> up or something that this other non-binary person like picked up on. And that was so cool. And then actually on Monday, I was I like hadn't gotten into drag yet. I was like at the bar, like setting up for our weekly show. And there's this person who was like 
first of all, very, very drunk at 7 p.m., but, like, a fucking angel on earth because they were, like, just, like, complimenting me and Katie on her hair colors. And they were like, oh, my God, are you together? And we were like, yeah. And and they were like, I want somebody to love me like that. And it was just <laughs> hilarious. But then, like, at one point when I was, like, about to go inside, they were like, hey, can I give you a hug? And I was like, sure, I'm a hugger. And, um, and they were like, oh, by the way, like, what are your pronouns? And I was like, so few people ask me this. It's so wonderful when I get asked. But again, I was like out of drag. I was in like a women's like spaghetti strap tank top and like some shorts. Like I very clearly like have like a coated female body or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, like I go by they, them out of drag, but like I do drag as a man. So like I'm about to go get into drag and you can call me he after I'm in drag or like whenever I don't really care. And again, I was like totally out of drag. I look like a woman with three-fourths their head shaved. And like this person, super drunk, was just like, well, you're a very handsome man. <laughs> and it was just like that moment of like, I know that I did not look like a man at that moment, but they heard me say that I was a man for part of my life. And they were just like, no questions asked. They were going to affirm my manhood. Even though they were very drunk and it was a little misplaced. But, like, the fact that, like, the intent was there and the fact that there are people who, like, are, like, that wonderful and, like, that validating. Like, those sort of things just make me really happy. But, like, yeah, like, 99% of the time I'm, like, like, I literally have my they, them pronouns in my, like, freelance email. What's it called? Signature. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've been applying to jobs and there are literally my pronouns in my signature and like i'll still get called she her the whole time during the interview and i'm like do y'all not read <laughs> or do you just not care it's probably the latter probably it's corporate america doesn't give a shit about your gender <laughs> yeah it's gotta be i mean we, i've already said this but frustrating i can't i can't yeah. think of a better word to just kind of describe it where the assumption of you know who people are mm-hmm. and you know even if you were just bisexual woman mm-hmm and you were just walking around with a man, like, that assumption is you're straight. Yeah. So there was, like, a lot of, like, when I was dating that guy for two and a half years, like, he's a wonderful person. We're actually still, like, really close friends. Like, literally me, him, and Katie will, like, all talk on the phone together and, like, catch up and everything. A big issue that I had during that relationship was that, like, my entire identity was just totally erased when I was, like, walking around with him. And I felt like, even though I was, like, gay as fuck i didn't i felt weird going into gay bars with him because it's looked like i was like a straight person like infiltrating the gay bars right like sort of thing did that did that have any effect on and if i cross any lines just let me know did that have any effect on your dating life in general after the fact like was it something that kind of pushed you one way or the other or is that something that you've kind of always felt more connected to i mean it's like i've always felt more comfortable about around like women and non-binary people but like for me it's like it sucks and the thing is like bisexual people who date like their so-called opposite gender bisexual people who are in heterosexual looking relationships would be a better way to put it obviously their queerness is entirely valid and they should be allowed to be in queer spaces and they should be celebrated for their queerness like absolutely but for me when i was in that position having my identity being erased all the time was just so frustrating it's one of those things where it's like you go through so much struggle and so much internal work to even figure out your identity and then like that's just step one then you have to accept yourself for your identity then you have to come out like over and over and over again in different ways to different people 
And it's like, I worked way too hard to like be out and to even figure out and accept who I am for myself to just like have it be erased all the time. Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you like, you know, spent six months writing a really long paper and then your professor didn't even read it and just set it on fire. It's a really good analogy. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, uh, Katie is here with us for moral support. (laughs) (laughs) So I was going to say girlfriend. Is that how the relationship's defined? Yeah, it's cool if I still call you my girlfriend. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, sometimes we just, like, say partner, but, like... We kind of I mean, they inter- refer to you as my partner, but yeah. like, you go back and forth. Because, like, for me, like, being non-binary, I kind of just, like, I've gotten into the habit of using, like, non-gendered terms for literally everything. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, Katie, you're such a wonderful human, mm-hmm. even though, like, she's a cis woman. So that answers, I guess, another question is non-gender binary don't necessarily only date non-gender binary. Right. You're people who date people who are people. Right. And like, and it's, and like, I've done a lot of like, sort of like internal work, like trying to figure out how to even define my sexuality because the like traditional like LGBT, like the big four, it's still kind of based on that gender binary. So it's like the term bisexual means like genders both like and unlike your own. But a lot of people see by the term bisexual is just meaning like likes men and likes women but the definition i guess is sort of like evolved to be more inclusive more inclusive of non-binary genders and then like obviously we have like gay men who are men who only date men for the most part they're always exceptions sexuality is tricky and then like we have lesbians who are like women who mostly or only love women so like being a non-binary person it's like well, I know I'm not straight, like, by default, but, like, figuring out, like, how to define my own sexuality is really difficult because there aren't really, there aren't, like, concise words to, like, define my sexuality because, like, I don't, it's, like, I don't want to totally, like, discount the meaningful relationships that I've had with men, but also those relationships were when I was convinced I was a woman. So it's, like, a little bit tricky to, like, sort of sort through all of that. Mm -hmm. And, like, where I am now is, like, I usually just go by queer because, like, I'm, like, okay, well, like, I know that I'm not straight and I don't know anything for sure past that. But I'm also, like, very aware that there are members of the LGBT plus community who are, like, a bit more attached to the history of the word queer as a slur and who are not comfortable with that term at all. Like, for me, I use it as, like, an umbrella term, and I've reclaimed it to just be anything that's not straight. But some people are very uncomfortable with that word. I was going to say, I kind of do the same thing with queer. Yeah. My roommates and I, I'm like, I love how queer we are at this house. Like, I just, it's just kind of an umbrella term that I use in positivity. Yeah, I do as well. you know, a lot of, you know, those negative terms, when you are part of that group, you can kind of take it back and own it. Right. You know? And it's like, if other people are going to call us this and try to use it as a negative way... For me, personally, there's a lot of power in being like, well, I'm going to call myself this and use it as a positive way, and you all can go fuck yourselves. Yeah, and take that and yeah, enjoy. But, but like, not everybody's comfortable with that, and that's, like, totally valid, too. So it's sort of like, how do I identify my sexuality in a way that, like, feels comfy to me, but also isn't hurtful to anybody Doesn't, else? Yeah. So that's, like still like a struggle. It's like, yeah, like, I've been out as, like, not straight for, God, like, five or six years now. 
And like, I'm still trying to find the right word to describe myself. So it's just, it's always going to be this journey, this like constantly evolving, like internal thing where you just kind of got to figure yourself out as you go. And the thing is like humans evolve over time as well. So like sexuality can evolve over time as well too. I think that's a big thing of what we're seeing now more than ever Mm -hmm. because there's been so many of these movements, I guess, Mm -hmm. on that scale towards finding other things that people weren't told or were forced to not believe, you know? Right. And so it's really awesome to see, like, from what I hear is it goes from a confusion that you, you, and now you seem really sure of yourself and you seem really proud of yourself and confident, which is the most badass thing I, I've seen in a long time. Like it's, it's just, you know, for me, it's a lot of new things are learned from me. You know, it's not that I've never met, a non-binary person we've just never had to have a conversation like this right and it's it's exciting to, to learn and understand and then not assume when i move forward yeah you know and that's i think what the big part of doing this is exciting for me is yeah because i'm a good person like i like i'm a loving person i care for people and moving forward being more aware yeah it's just all that i think you're asking really is just kind of yeah. have a little heart i guess yeah, and it's like, and again, it's like, I don't, I don't expect people to like, you know, spend a bunch of time like doing internet research on like all the different gender identities that exist. Like all that I ask is that like, if there's like a small step that people could take, I think that just like something as simple as like, even if you are cisgender being like, hi, my name's so-and-so and I use these pronouns. What about you? Just, I think that if we can just make it as like normalized as possible to be like hey like let me know how you identify so i can respect it right because the thing is like it's i compare it to like if if you know a person say their name is benjamin and they go by ben all the time and they it just really annoys them when people call them benjamin because the only time they were called benjamin was when their parents were yelling at them as a kid (laughs) if you call them benjamin knowing that they prefer to go by ben you're a fucking asshole you're just being a dick Right. Yeah. Like, it's it's really, like, that simple. It's the same thing. Like, it's like you don't need to know every single detail about their childhood or why they go by Ben. But if you know that they go by Ben, then call them Ben. Yeah. And it's it's really the exact same thing. Like, I don't, I don't expect people to, like, be experts in gender theory. I don't expect people to, like, 100%, like, agree with my ideas on gender and sexuality. I don't expect people to like run around like devoting all of their time to like validating non-binary people. Like all I ask for is like the same basic human respect that I give everybody else. And I think a lot of people just like don't understand that. Do you find that even in the queer community? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It is, especially being in the drag community, it is like fucking asinine how much misogyny is in the gay community, how much racism is in the gay community, how much transphobia is in the gay community, and how much I, as a non-binary person, have gotten hatred from binary trans people, which, like, you would think would be the most understanding because they have also experienced, like, not identifying with the gender that they were born with. So it's, like, being a non-binary person, it's, like, okay, like, the cishets are almost not going to understand and be, like, unknowingly shitty about it by default. You expect that. And then you have, like, monosexual gay people, like the gay men, the lesbian women, who, like, 
still kind of operate on that gender binary. So they're going to be a little bit ignorant, but like they try mm-hmm. sort of thing. But then like when you also have, but then you have the like bisexual or the pansexual people who have a little bit more of a like nuanced understanding of gender in regards to their own sexuality who like, they're usually pretty good about it. But then it's like, you expect trans people to understand like your identity as what's technically a trans person. It's like being non-binary. I don't know if it's just like, so not talked about now yet or what it is, but like, I like I've gotten shit for being non-binary from the whole fucking rainbow, and it's exhausting. Because not only do you get it from straight people, or right, it's like I get, I get enough bullshit from straight people yeah. to like last me for the rest of my life, but like to be getting it from like other LGBT plus people is just like really disappointed, really disappointing, I should say, because like you know you expect this community of people who's been oppressed for how they identify to be validating of how people within the community identify but it's not always that way it really does mean a lot to me i know that we've been chatting for a while now probably but like it it means a lot that there are people who genuinely want to educate themselves and who want to like use their platform to educate others just to like promote acceptance because that's literally all anybody's looking for like there's enough bullshit going on in this world without like people being shitty about how people identify you know, yeah. like, just let people be who they are. They're not hurting you. And respect who people are. Like, that's literally, that's literally it. Well, thank you for coming on the show. It's, it was a quick turnaround because we met on Saturday. Yeah. And it's less just than a week later. Days. Yeah. And we were kind of chatting a little bit, you know, and then it was silence for a minute. We were both busy. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're friends, so we can, <laughs> we can wait for each other. Um <laughs> But I, I do, I like to ask this question too, before we kind of finish it up. If you can go back before you were out and tell yourself or tell another person that's non-binary, give them a piece of advice. What is something that you would tell them, whether it's good or indifferent or however you would just kind of let them understand a little bit and make things help them, I guess. Well, like I would definitely say to like my like, oh my god, why do I think this girl in my high school science class is pretty self? Like, hey, you know what? You're gay as shit and it's going to be okay. (laughs) And, like, it's going to be confusing and, like, a little terrible sometimes, but it's also going to be really beautiful and it's going to be amazing and fucking majestic when you figure out who you are and you figure out how to love yourself for exactly who you are. And, like, that's going to be a journey that you're going to be on for the rest of your life. But, like, that's okay. And if I could tell... People that I've come out to, most of the people that I've come out to, I'd be like, thank you for being awesome. But there are select few people that would be like, hey, if you could like not be such a fucking asshole, that'd be great. Try that in the future. Oh, if I could say that to a lot of people. That'd be right. Good. Well, I thank you again for coming on. It's been eye-opening for me. And I'm, I'm sure that it's going to help a lot of people in our community, but also people who are kind of conflicted with that whole left or right situation we were talking about to understand that there's more to it than what we've been told. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course you know what I mean. I don't know why I'd ask (laughs) you know what I mean. What's really cool too is that it's like there's so much more to gender and so much more to identity than what we were told growing up. But there's, I also believe that there is like so much more to it than we even have 
a slight inkling of now. So like I'm excited to like see in the future like what like what else we're gonna, you know, discover about like human identity and I just the more that we can just like keep our minds open and be accepting of people, like it'll all be good it'll be an interesting ride i think it is exciting understanding that there's gonna be a lot of like we again we talked about these transitions mm-hmm. of like how sexualities kind of come a long way and how genders come a long way that it's not gonna it just can't be the end it really just i right. i'm writing it down right now it can't be the end and no, there's no way what i say goes it's my podcast <laughs> perfect <laughs> um katie thank you for being here as well um, Thanks for holding my hand while I talked <laughs> about my feelings to the internet. They're so cute. <laughs> well, this has been um, episode three of Coming Out Stories, and this is Joey and Nat and Katie signing off. So thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Coming Out Stories. Please give us an upvote and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and don't forget to share us with your friends. If you're interested in being on this podcast, you can reach me at contact at onlyontsd.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash onlyontsd. Coming Out Stories is produced and edited by Tony Faith and Matt Goad. Music by Jake Tackett and hosted by me, Joey Franks. Thank you listeners for joining me for this Coming Out Story. I'll see you next episode. And remember, everyone has a story worth telling.